0: Uh, welcome. We are the Fantasy Football Fanatics and uh, here's today's pod. Um, please, can we say hello to Ben from the from the dark heart of Sil- Silicon Valley, our own fantasy football mastermind. How are you doing, Ben?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Gary.
0: <laughs> and um, and we've also got Matt today, our risk averse specialist. How, how are things going, Matt? Are you keeping nice and safe?
2: uh yeah well i'm 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 keeping nice and covid safe uh i i gambled this week in fantasy football and it kicked me in the nuts so i'm not good we'll come on to that
0: in a minute don't worry i'm I'm definitely planning to mention that (laughs) thanks gary (laughs) so uh yeah so we'll start with football highlights uh ben what was your football highlight of the week
1: um my football highlight of the week. I just finished watching Liverpool City. Thought it was a really good game, um, quite even for for parts of it. And then I thought uh, two two memorable moments for me were Allison's goalkeeping, absolutely shocking to <laughs> like give away. Um, and you know, I think he has had. A couple of examples in the past where he's kind of tried to play it from the back and mess it up. Um, that made me feel a bit better because our, our own goalkeeper, David De Gea, had a shock yesterday too. So that that was nice. Um, and then Phil Foden, absolutely incredible performance by him. Um, I think it is an England fan. I don't know if the Euros are going to go ahead, but with Foden and Grealish, I think a lot to be excited about. I don't know how you play them in the same team, but um, yeah, uh, incredible performance by Phil Foden. I thought it was, uh, especially his goal, where he just cut inside and smashed it into the the top of the net. So yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good game.
0: Yeah, so I don't know with Allison. I always thought he was quite good with the ball at his feet, but I don't know if if City were just pressing him more than he's comfortable with or whether he just wasn't fit or what was going on but he yeah he had a shocker didn't he
1: yeah i mean complete shocker uh i wonder i wonder if uh, edison overtakes him as uh brazil's number 1 <laughs> at some point um but yeah it was uh yeah i don't know just just completely lost it, it was carius like or adrian like i mean they they have a good legacy of Goalkeeper on the back.
0: Yeah, the the Liverpool curse. He thought he thought he was immune to it, but he's got it in the end. I, I wonder if I wonder if Edison was just chuckling away at the other end, like watching watching that.
1: I mean, probably. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. If goalkeepers union, you feel bad for the opposite number, but I mean, he must have been.
2: It's your international and club rival. Uh, yeah, it's a win-win, isn't it for Edison?
1: And yeah,
0: on, on Phil Foden, I mean, we've talked about him a bit before on the pod as a fantasy football point of view, but um, yeah, six point one million, he's looking uh, very valuable all of a sudden, and uh, yeah, he he was he's incredible, wasn't he? He started off as like the false nine, and uh, he just kept picking up the ball and running at them, and just just involved in everything. So uh, so yeah, well well done, Phil Foden.
1: Yeah, hey, I also like how with we have England has so many great attacking players and gareth southgate plays basically five defenders every game. It's really frustrating. Yeah. With his with his old three five two. You've uh, got to, you've
0: got to you've got to have a solid midfield of yeah. dyer Henderson and Russ <laughs> to build them. Um yeah. So uh so Matt, what was your um football highlight of the week?
2: Um so I guess from a footballing perspective, it was watching Man uh, Manu's dominant 3-3 draw against Everton, uh, where we we played some really slick football, completely uh, dominated the possession and, and created loads and loads of chances, um, and then forgot to win the match uh, and didn't realise that our defence could concede three goals from basically three shots. Uh, actually, I don't know if was, some of those were shots. Like, I think, was it Calvert-Lewin just crossed it and uh, De Gea kindly palmed it into um Decore's path to just to pass it pass it to the back of the net so um yeah the highs and lows have been a man new fan at the moment this season where we were looking really good a couple of weeks ago and now we're showing that we're well we're not so good we're not going to be challenging for titles um just yet but uh, at least look pretty going forward
0: yeah, well, what about that Bruno Fernandez goal though? I I just loved how um how laid back he was, the the dummy that he does, and then the way that he just walked to the side and just yeah passed it into the top corner.
2: Oh, the arrogance! I think they showed a clip of the. Do you remember the Cantona chip where he then just pirouetted and celebration? It just it looked it sort of reminiscent of that. Like he's he's that sort of impact on the club at the moment, uh, Fernandez, and quite a similarish type goal. Just as you say, yeah, just a a sort of a fake fake kick followed by just turning around oh just look up I'll oh, smash it in the back of the net I loved that one and uh yeah man you were looking great guns at that point and then uh it somehow went horribly wrong in the second half
0: yeah he he managed to almost pick the same blade of grass as Cantona didn't he it was that same corner of the area at the same is that is that the Stretford end that was at I don't I, I've never been to Old Trafford but um yeah it it, it he, he, he didn't. It was a slightly different style of lob, but it was very, very reminiscent, just with the arrogance,
2: I think. Yeah, yeah. And it was gorgeous, gorgeous to see Bruno score, and um, he was my captain this week, so that was uh, my one FBL highlight of the week, I think.
0: Yeah. So, it was, despite his unconvincing face, as, we, as we've covered before on this pod, uh, Fernandez is, is still still pulling out all the stops, and even I've got him in my team now. So I think you need everyone needs Fernandez. Um, I think you kind of stole my thunder with my football moment. I was going to give that Fernandez goal, but I just want to give a shout out to the uh, Newcastle-Southampton game. I, I love a match where the pitch gets really waterlogged at the end and the, the game just becomes really frenetic and having uh, a sending off, an injury, nine men, Southampton coming back, that that absolute... Laster of a free kick from Ward Prowse but but Newcastle somehow managing to hang on a, a soggy Steve Bruce in the rain shouting and gestic- gesticulating all, all the things that made make the Premier League great so I, I'll give a, a quick shout out to that game as well.
1: Ward, Ward Prowse's free kicks are is he the best free kick taken in the world at the moment? I feel like we, it, we should bring him on in uh, England games just to take free
2: kicks and then yeah. just you know do you remember well, um, Mihailović back in the day? Yeah, like that the Serbian guy. I think they played for Inter, where he was like an average defender, but just so good at free kicks. He just had him on. He just had to have him on the pitch just so he could take free kicks. I think Ward Prowse is a bit like that sort of that that weapon that Southampton well, have.
0: You do think like how much worse is he than Declan Rice? And if you were to play Ward Prowse instead. Like you get so much more in terms of not just him scoring, but the, the crosses he puts in on the corners and the free kicks as well. It it, it is kind of very Beckham-esque, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, remember the World Cup? We seem to score free kicks is the only way on corners. That's how how we score from set pieces as an England team, isn't it? So, if uh, it's certainly an upgrade on Ashley Young crossing it in. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, just just get Kane to jump into them somewhere near the box, or Sterling to run into them, and then Ward-Prowse will do the rest.
2: Done. Simple <laughs> tactics. Don't need Grealish or Foden or any of that stuff.
1: <laughs> Wasn't Great. there a time where Harry Kane was taking corner kicks? England? I Vaguely remember that.
0: Oh yeah, I think I think that was uh, was that under Roy.
1: What era of, of England was that? That was yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we've established we're going to win the Euros, which is always good to hear. So, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our fantasy football game weeks. Um, so we usually start with the team who's done best. So I, at this point, at this point, I should give a shout out to Duncan, who has got 80 points with Bamford still to play um with his axis of Gundogan, Calvert-Lewin, Fernandez, Son. I mean playing Gundogan and Calvert-Lewin is very wise but we'll we'll come on to that in a minute. Um so I think Ben of the three of us on the pod this week is um is leading so it's 68 points I believe. So Ben do you want to how's your game week gone?
1: Yeah I'm I'm actually not too uh Matt's not gonna have much sympathy for me but I'm actually not too happy with my game week. Um mainly because of the transfers I made. So um I I made two transfers because I had I had one banked. I got rid of Robertson for uh Loughton, Um with the double with Burnley's double game week in mind. So that one wasn't too bad. I think I mean I don't think Robertson maybe took any points today. Uh, My second one is the one I really regret, which was uh, Che Adams to Danny Ings. Um, And this was, again, with the double in mind. Southampton have a double game week in uh, game week 25. And then they had Newcastle and Wolves before that. I thought Newcastle would definitely concede. Wolves aren't looking tight either. So I thought Danny Ings was a good shout. And, yeah, it was really frustrating watching that game he missed two big chances he hit the inside of the post um and i'm now kind of regressing it because i actually don't think he's that much of a an upgrade on che adams and i probably could have used that transfer um another way uh the other thing i'm regressing is now i actually have (laughs) a real headache when i'm trying to figure out who to start because i have like essentially three good starting strikers and five good midfielders so I've kind of messed up my team formation by doing this move as well, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I was making the move. Um, so, yeah, I have regrets. Um, but other than that, I mean, my team has done pretty well this week. My, you know, tried and trusted players. Um, so Martinez with a nine-point call against his old team was very welcome. Uh, I got a Kufal clean sheet. Um, I had Bruno Salas on Gundogan, or who? you know scored a lot of points uh captain bruno i think my only mistake was benching calvert lewin but i think that's more in hindsight i don't think i would have ever started him given well, the options i had
0: i i was just thinking the i was just thinking of the rule of ben that you that you mentioned <laughs> a couple weeks ago like don't don't bench your premium assets and i, I guess you don't you maybe just don't quite class calvert lewin as a as a premium asset yet
1: no i the problem is I have too many preview assets now. That's where I've I've made my mistake. Um, so I probably need to fix it at some point. I don't like having the option of too many plays to to choose choose between. So I, I think I need to massively I need to choose someone to to completely downgrade. Um, so I'll probably try and figure that out. But yeah, it's it's a classic example of my rule. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It, you don't want to, you don't want to give yourself headaches by having too many good players in your squad. I, I think Frank Lampard would sympathise with you on that. <laughs> um, so, 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 kind of talking of benching premium assets, um, keeping Calvert Lewin warm on Matt's bench was uh, Gundogan. So his, uh 25 points just sat next to each other on the bench. So, uh, so, how, how are you feeling, Matt?
2: Oh God, yeah. Um, I think ever since the new year, when um, the double game week went. Uh, my double game week plans went horribly wrong with cancellations and then new fixtures going in uh which helped everyone else and didn't help my team it's every little gamble seems to go wrong at the moment um and so my my thinking on Friday when I did my transfers was uh, I was starting off thinking uh Robertson's let me down for so long I'll I'll sell him and get Rudiger in um and then we'll see it see how we go and I thought no no uh I been, all these top-of-the-table clashes have been tight affairs, quite cagey. Uh, Man City's defence is great. They're sort of living off the back of their defence, uh, but they're not scoring so many. Liverpool will surely tighten up, especially at home. They don't really lose uh, that that much. Um, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play all my premium defenders, and I'll gamble on it being a nil-nil. Um, in fact, I'll sell Salah. And I'll get in uh, Rafina. so I guess I don't know how Rafina's going to do it yet um, ahead of his his double. And um, yeah, this would be my 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 maverick way of catching up is gambling on a nil nil. And uh, well, what can we say? Four one later. Uh, also benching Calvert Lewin because I thought Manu seemed to be on a good good run of uh, defensive form and uh, Everton look a bit shaky. Uh, yeah, don't don't listen to me. I think is the one summary you can say at the moment. Uh, An awful lot of of points I've benched in recent weeks. um, And just to add insult to injury, I I decided, having missed out on Suchek's points in recent weeks, that um, i better play him this week if his easy fixture. And uh, he rewarded me of a nice sending off in the 90th minute.
0: Yeah, so I I think not including the double points for captain. um, Matt's starting 11 has 29 points at the moment, and his bench has 28 points. So (laughs) uh, it's... uh, it's good it's, it's a close one but as as long as as long as Rafinha doesn't get sent off I think you'll just win that one
2: yeah well I mean um I think I, I played my little gamble uh card and um, and now I'm all out um, I think you're starting to lose starting to lose touch on you i a long time ago lost touch on Duncan and Ben so uh it's me and Andy fighting at the bottom of our mini league uh, of podders at the moment Matt what what are you going to do with the nine million in your bank <laughs> anything anything but I'll try and tell you so you can avoid doing it because you know it, it'll go horribly wrong. Maybe I'll buy Sterling just to spite Gary.
0: Well, you'll have to sell one of your city players first. So uh, if you sell Gundogan, I'll probably uh, be happy with that move. <laughs> um, yeah. So just to round things off, I've, I'm on 52 points at the moment, but I've still got four players to play. We're recording this just before Chelsea kickoff. Um, so it's Captain Son has got me uh, 20 points. Um the one I'm you mentioned Rudiger quickly there, Matt. The one that I'm I'm surprised it hasn't come up before, but um I'm I'm quite pleased with having Rudiger, but I imagine his ownership is gonna shoot right up as a four point five million starting Chelsea defender. Um so yeah, if he can do the business, I'm still hopeful. I think I need a I need a half a dozen or so more points to beat my rival in the cup and to march on into the next round. So um, I'm relying on Rudiger and Aspillita to uh, to do the business against Sheffield United in a in a few minutes. Um, okay, so we covered a bit about Liverpool, Man City, in the the warm up, but we just wanted to maybe um, kind of. Say like what? Are, what are people thinking in terms of Liverpool and Man City for the rest of the season? I mean, are, are Liverpool finished? Are they? Are they now kind of what Manchester United were a couple of years ago, or should we should we still have Salah and Robertson and Alexander Arnold and all these guys in our in our squads?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can have a, a stab at this one first. I think I've had Robertson for a long time, similar to Matt. Um, And I I just don't think any Liverpool defenders are worth it right now, especially their premiums. Um, They've got less than Everton next, so not pretty tough fixtures. Um, And then Sheffield United-Chelsea after that. So I think Liverpool defence, I would stay clear. Um, I'm happy to keep Salah though, because, you know, today he didn't do anything, and then he won a penalty and scored it. And... Um I, I, I suspect Liverpool will get their form back once um they get some of their defenders well they they signed two centre backs during the window, so it'll be interesting to see um if they can be started straight away. But I would expect them to pick up their form at some point. Um but yeah, I, I I'm kind of like Salah, just hold him. And then no one else really interests me for Liverpool is kind of how I see their season right now I think City is the more interesting one which is like which City players do you get (laughs) because I I want I kind of want Sterling but I already have three three City players and two City defenders honestly has been pretty good up till now so yeah it's a tough one
0: yeah, so no, I I have total sympathy with the city dilemma. I'm I'm the same. Um and I think Matt, you've got three cities, aren't you? So you've got Diaz Stones and Gundigan, Matt.
2: Yeah, um I, mean, I think with City it's definitely uh you I think triple up is is like a must. It's just which of the three do you go with? Um and so yeah, I've gone Diaz Stones and Gundigan Um and when I play them, uh that's worked out really well. Um and <laughs> yeah I mean Sterling I think you've got Gary and he's I think an equally good equivalent to uh Gundogan they seem to be sort of scoring a- around par um each week uh, I think Gundogan beat him this week uh but obviously a big price differential but I've got nine million in the bank so it's not about the money at the moment but um I at the moment would say Man City's defense has been the main thing that's been so impressive in recent weeks and I know they've considered the goal today but I'm um, I'm not planning to dismantle the double two at the back and, and a, a premium midfielder uh, just yet. But uh, may, maybe I should because if you want to sort of catch up on leagues, then uh, maybe it's start, time to start gambling on Man City bagging loads of goals. And Foden looked uh, red hot for Sterling's, uh, but he's, he's got another goal. Gundogan's looking like a even for his even though he's cheap price, he's looking like an absolute prime premium asset at the moment.
1: Does anyone know when De Bruyne is back? because that's the only thing that could mess things up in terms of Gundogan is on set pieces, he's on penalties like he missed a day, but yeah, I wonder if De Bruyne makes I think that's the only thing I'm sort of planning for is once he comes back, Gundogan's more attacking role may change a little bit but yeah I have no idea when De is back
0: I think, I think he was going to be out for uh, at least six weeks I, th- I think he's still a couple of weeks away from fitness, I mean I yeah, I think I think the main thing now is just pep roulette and when uh, how many how much shuffling uh, they're going to do. But but yeah, I, I, it was it was said to be four to six weeks when he got injured, kind of in the middle of January. So I, I guess he's a couple of weeks away from from returning now. Um, right then, well, shall we move on to the double game week that's coming up then? And we've kind of already covered City. Um, so just to point out that there's four teams that have a double game week in game week 24 Uh, City have got Spurs at home Everton away Uh, Everton have got Fulham at home City away Uh, Fulham have got Everton away and Burnley away and Burnley have got Crystal Palace away Fulham at home and then we've even got in game week 25 uh, Leeds and Southampton who both have a double game week Um, so are there any particular players that you'd be looking to bring in for this uh, double game week or two double game weeks? Uh, maybe we'll start with Matt first.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've got Calvert-Lewin um, and he'll be a definite starter this week uh, after, uh, after Burnie Meade last bad. week uh, because yes. he looks like he's on, on a bit of goal-scoring form. Um, he's, he started, he, at the start of the season, he was in, like a must pick because he scored every week. and now he's, now he's back from his injury. He looks like he might be picking up some of that, that form again where he just finds a way to score. Or get involved. Um, other Everton assets, I mean, maybe a Rodriguez or a Dinia to complement that um, is something I'm thinking about. Um, they, I mean, obviously, I think they got a bit lucky against Man United, but they did score three goals. And uh, I think Dinia got an assist the week before. Uh, Rodriguez has got that sort of just classy touch, hasn't he? So he, he looks uh, like he could always get points. So I think Everton assets are the ones I'm definitely thinking about because I think Fulham look a bit shaky. And they could do well there. And then anything they get against Man City is a bit of a bonus from there. Um, and then as for Burnley, I've got Loughton. So I've got a Burnley defender. Um, I'm not sure about doubling up on Burnley because at the end of the day, it means the next game week, uh, one game time you have to live with the assets you've got. And I'm not sure I want to have two Burnley defenders. And I don't think it's much worth having their forwards. Uh, I know that you're a Chris Wood fan though, Gary. So maybe you'll, you'll talk his his opportunities up in a second. And then as for Fulham, uh, I think Luckman's the one who'd be tempting. Um, so maybe I could trade Suchek for Luckman. Um, but I don't know, it's not the most inspiring transfer to do because um, he could end up with just two blanks. And I think Fulham look a bit bit shaky at the moment. So I'm not especially tempted by Fulham assets. But yeah, what, what, do, what do you think? Chris Woods, Gary?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, I've got Chris Wood at the moment. I've got quite an unusual team at the moment. So I don't think many people go into this game week already having two Fulham. And well, until last week, I had two Burnley, but I had to transfer out Taylor uh, because he's injured. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to gamble on keeping Chris Wood because I feel like if he gets fit again, um, Crystal Palace and Fulham, they're the kind of games that Burnley should be scoring in. And... um, He's usually involved. He's been a bit quiet this season. Um, one player I really like for Burnley, though I've not managed to get him into my team, is uh, McNeil, Dwight McNeil. I, I feel like whenever I watch the highlights, most of the good stuff that Burnley do seems to go through him as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I've think i been more tempted by Burnley defenders than Burnley attackers. Um, and then Fulham, yeah, I, I've got Luckman and I've, I've got Ariola uh so so i guess they'll be getting an outing this week um hopefully they can they can come good um yeah ben what do you reckon to this double game week
1: yeah i i agree um the only one i'm also thinking of that i haven't heard mentioned yet is nick pope <clears throat> um because crystal palace fulham and then west brom in game week 25 so i'm Nick Pope is tempting me, but do I get a rotation of Pope and Martinez? That seems quite expensive. Or do I replace Martinez, which also is seems a bit risky given he's been a pretty much a legend this whole season. Um, it just it just is very tempting when when Pope has Palace, Fulham, West Brom in a row. Um, in terms of my team, yeah, I already have three sissy. I have Calvert Lewin. I have Loughton already. I think. Um, it's just a, it's a question if I just bring in Nick Pope and then game week twenty five. Um, I have Danny Ings with Southampton and I'll probably look to bring back in Bamford uh, for his double, um, probably instead of Calvert Lewin who then has uh, Liverpool. So that's kind of what I'm planning. I, I I don't know if it's worth doing Rafinha as well. Um, But yeah, it is is a bit tricky because, like, I think a lot of us have, like, five midfielders who are performing all pretty well. It's like, how much do you sacrifice to get in players in in doubles? Because, like, for me to get in Rafinha, I would have to get rid of Grealish, who I feel like I'm just going to have for the whole season. So I I think my general strategy is not to over-rotate on these doubles and just do one or two picks that, you know, get me decent coverage, I think.
0: Yeah, Matt, you've had, you've had Rafinha, Rafinha for a while now. What, what would people be getting if they transfer in Rafinha?
2: So I've had him on and off. Um, and so I, I bought him in this week. So, we'll, I mean, we're recording on Sunday night. So we will see how he does on the Monday night game. Um, I think Leeds generally, uh, I mean, they, they do from game to game. You're never quite sure what you're going to get. But if you keep them, um, as most Bamford owners know, every so often they'll, they'll really haul. And in, increasingly, since Rafinha's joined the club, he's become more and more of, like, their key man. Um, so when you watch the highlights or watch some of the game, um, he's he's quite selfish, um, which is always quite good if you have in your FPL asset. So he, he likes to have a shot. He likes to go on, like, a mazy dribble and attempt uh, some sort of worldie. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's one of the top... Uh, if you look at the form table, he's one of the top-scoring uh, Premiership uh, midfielders at the moment, so... If it, in fantasy points terms, so he's uh, he's doing pretty well for his price. Um, so uh, well, I mean, I, I bought him in, so I'm I'm certainly backing him for that double, and I think he might even get one against Arsenal next week as well. Um, so I I quite like him, but equally I I think Ben makes a good point that there's only five slots in midfield and it's really really competitive at the moment. So it depends if you want to yeah which play you're going to sacrifice for him because. Um, for instance, I, I could have easily had Son instead of Rafinha, and well, that would have paid off so far this week. Um, so yeah, you, you just don't know. It's difficult. What do you guys think about Nick Pope? I think it's a it's a smart move. I, I, I agree with you. Like I've uh, I've only recently got Martinez in, um, and already I'm just so relieved because uh, like he just makes well this week makes three saves, somehow gets two bonus points, uh, and it just that that just every week he's worth just having in there he's a top scoring uh, goalkeeper and then for for one week having pope it might, it might be worth it i mean you get two games out of him and the two look good looking games but then we ever want to play him again even if he has got a juicy fixture um because martinez just scores so well but yeah i think it's good it's a good idea just uh Martinez has been so good this season i mean i mean in in
0: Sean Dyche's team and his kind of war on flair, I'm wondering if, if Nick Pope is like the, the one flair player in the Burnley team now. He, he's got like nearly twice as many points as any of his other um, players in on the fantasy fantasy football points. And he, he's almost the most expensive player in Burnley's squad, which for a goalkeeper is kind of unheard of. They've only got one midfielder worth more than him, no defenders worth more than him and he's is within like half a million of Ashley Barnes and Chris Woods so yeah i i think i think Sean Dyche, obviously like i mean everything about Burnley is solid sensible like even their overseas signings have names like Eric Peters and Ashley Barnes so they, they don't they don't really do flair so um but yeah like a good solid pair of wellies i think pope at the back you can't
2: go wrong yeah, he's a great pick this week. I guess if you're a Martinez owner, it's a real conundrum, though, isn't it? Because you have two good goalkeepers going forward. And if you're like me, you'll know that you'll bench the wrong one every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, Martinez top scoring goalkeeper in the game, Pope second top scoring. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. You definitely, I feel like you definitely don't want both, basically. Yeah. yeah
2: I guess. So I guess the other the other factor might be that um, it depends if you're going to play a wild card in a, a few game weeks time. In which case you can start playing around with that because you can just ship him out again and uh, if you play a, if you play a wild card. Uh, that. yeah,
1: that's a good point. I could could dead end it. I could replace Martinez with Pope and then get him back in on a wild card later.
0: Well, I think I think we might be coming on to captains and chips then, which was our next uh, discussion point. So. Um yeah, I think I think Ben you had a bit of thinking about captains and chips and so maybe wild card can come into this as well.
1: Yeah, I was um I wanted to talk about this because I'm generally very confused myself. So uh I have uh three chips left. So I have the wild card the second wild card left, which I think most people do. I have triple captain. Um because I, I I didn't use it on the previous one. Um, and I also have Bench Boost. Um, and I was wondering in game week 24, who people were thinking about captaining. Because um, you, you imagine a City player is the most obvious, um, especially if you have some a premium like Sterling. Captaining Gundogan uh i'm always a little bit scared of i don't know why but um i I captain him once a season and he didn't do anything um especially when you have like someone like uh bruno has west brom where he potentially could you know outscore a lot of double game week players so I, i guess my first question is who what is your thinking for captain in game week 24 um and when you look at game week 24 and 25 would you use any of the chips like triple captain do you guys have triple captain left and like who on? Because Bamford 25 could be interesting triple captain against Wolves and Southampton. Um, but yeah, just curious what you guys situations are. So
0: so yeah, I I can go first. I, I mean, I've still got the triple captain, and I mean my thought is to captain Sterling for my team next week. Um, I'm kind of thinking City. They've got a midweek FA Cup tie, so I'll probably keep an eye on who who they play in the FA Cup because I think basically that's going to be their second eleven um but it's it might be a bit of a giveaway if someone like sterling or gundogan suddenly plays 90 minutes in the FA Cup then it might be like oh maybe they are going to get rested um but I think it's more likely that they will they will get a full game um but yeah I think I think I would be tempted to go for the for the potential riches of a double game week player over uh yeah, I've got Rashford and Fernandez who are very tempting against uh West Brom. Um but yeah, that's that's my thinking. What what do you think, Matt, for captaincy?
2: Um so yeah, for captaincy, I think uh I will probably be thinking about maybe Gundogan uh over uh, my Man City defenders simply because of the, the potential upside, like if he if he gets uh, some braces and, and assists, then there could be a really big points haul. whereas DS, you're probably hoping for two six-pointers, which is great. I mean, a 12 points great, but it's maybe not quite as explosive. Um, and then the other alternative in my team would be, uh, I mean, my, my bench fodder, Calvert-Lewin, uh, might come in and be captain next week, because um, I know he's got Man City, uh, but yeah, he's always, he could, could uh, get more than two points in that one. And then obviously, uh, at home to Fulham, I think that's quite a good fixture. I'm trying to remember back back when they had the reverse fixture. I think maybe he scored in that one against Fulham previously. So he's got form in that. Um, so I think he's maybe a good alternative captain. Do you think it's a good triple captain game week, Matt? Or not really? No, not really. I and mean, I didn't play the triple captain in the previous double game week because I couldn't see a premium that had two really juicy fixtures. And... I mean, only Man City is the only real premium team, I'd say, uh, that has that's playing this double. And Spurs and Everton, I don't know if that's, that's quite... If Maybe if De Bruyne was on form, then I'd, I'd be considered triple captain then. But um, I'm not so tempted for this one. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, we're running out of doubles in which to play these guys because uh, uh, you'd, you'd probably think bench boost for the big double game week. Um, so maybe... It's either this one or, the, or maybe we're targeting Leeds in a couple of game weeks' time where they've got two good home fixtures, but you just Leeds are that much more unpredictable, aren't they? So you just don't know. Bamford could blank blank twice.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm coming round to your thinking, Ben, that this might be a good time for a cheeky triple captain because um, the danger, I think, is that City could be like 10 points clear in the league soon and then it would really get into kind of Pep Roulette territory and they'll start conserving their resources for the Champions League so potentially having De Bruyne and I think Aguero is still injured as well at the moment it kind of it means that there's a little this they still have attacking riches and they still have the potential to rotate but you'd think that Gundogan or Sterling um, would play both those matches which is kind of the is always the risk with a triple captain you want to make sure that he plays both games.
1: Yeah um and then in term I think what most people are doing is 26 is I th- I think likely to be um the big double game week um so I think I'll probably be looking to bench boost that game week um and then I don't know when I'm going to use my wild card because I think there there is like another big blank game week coming up um And I've already used my free hit, so I'll probably maybe save my wild card to figure out how to navigate that. But yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> All these picture changes. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I mean, my principle with the wild card is just to keep going as long as possible until you need <laughs> drastic surgery. So uh I think I'm okay for the moment, Matt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think also just to add to the woes, like I think if you're prepping for the double. I think most of those teams that double are then the ones that have a blank um, or maybe due to have a blank. So it sort of becomes quite difficult to uh, yeah, max out on the double without them playing maybe a wild card to get through the banks. But then if you wild card for a blank week, that sort of means you're sort of limiting all your choices to just a few teams, um, which can also be troublesome for the rest of the season. So not, not easy. And I think a bit like Gary, but in a, a less sort of a sort of a uh, analytical points getting sort of way I, I quite like holding onto the chips because it always gives you that that hope um that someone like me who's sort of down down in the ranks at the moment uh could always just climb up with a cheeky triple captain on the last day that that comes off of a trick or something
0: yeah i i did exactly the same last season i held off to right till the last day and i was about 50 points behind you matt and i uh i think i went for g I think I went for Gabriel Jesus I thought oh, I've got to go something a little bit left field if I'd only just gone with De Bruyne as my triple captain I would have caught you he, he got like 19 points on the last day, day of the season
2: yeah yeah he just yeah it's like, it's like the gamblers of uh thing isn't it you just like you've always got to hope you've always got to hope you can go all in on some random play at the right at the end and see what happens
0: yeah so um talk, talking of uh, gutsy captaincy calls uh, we need to give a special shout out to Andy this week who uh he he's moved to Japan recently and I think maybe the the the, the getting away from american society is is you know, he's making him think a bit more clearly because he came out with this corker of captain in uh, Aaron Cresswell uh, I was thinking a West Ham player, like a West Ham defender playing away from home. That's that's surely got to be a terrible shout, but he got, he got all three bonus points and a a solid nine-pointer. And Cresswell was after Calvert Lewin was Andy's uh, top scorer in his team, so it was a bit of bit of genius there from Andy. Um, any any uh, any left field captaincy shouts for you want to recommend for Andy for this uh, this upcoming double game week?
1: I think he should just captain Cresswell again. <laughs>
2: Let's have a look at well, his team.
0: Who's he Who's he got? West Ham uh, at home to Sheffield United. So, yeah.
2: Be- I feel like I shouldn't be giving him advice because he's probably going to overtake me in a couple of game weeks' time. But, uh, but yeah. I That's mean, Lacazette well against Leeds, that might be a good shout, too. Or well, if he did Neto, having uh, I sort of a, uh, yeah, had a, he, he got one of me over on Neto because I had Podence and I said he was better, the better pick than Neto and he said no Neto and uh, he proved me wrong on that. He could prove me double wrong if he captain Neto and overtook me with that pick.
0: Okay, so Neto captain Siande. Uh, if you're thinking about it, um, away at Southampton, yeah, I think I think Neto's got at least a couple of goals in him away at Southampton. Um, okay, um, so. We'll move on to the Listener League, and it's still very tight in the Listener League. We've got uh, Morten Lingbo is still leading the way. he um, got 59 points this week, and he's on 1,516. Uh, so the first person to break through the 1,500 barrier. Um, but just 20 points behind is Nick Jones with the Monstars. And third place, Ben, you're still... Staying in the promotion race uh rappers delict ben sixty eight points this week and just thirty points off the top what 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 do you think your title chances are this season ben
1: uh it's a bit like manu uh not really got a challenge in the long term, but hoping to stay in the top four top five, I think would be a win for me
0: good still in the still in the conversation, good um i just wanted to highlight uh the the, t- the top point scorer so far this week uh with eighty six points uh with a Rafinha still to play is eric toft who is- is one of the ones chasing you ben he's in sixth place now he's he's broken into the top ten um, so a very strong team midfield fernandez son Gundogan, uh with fernandez as captain calvert lewin all all these clever picks uh matt that uh to think about. <laughs> Um, triple West Ham defence Fabianski, Cresswell and Foul. so I think Andy would approve of that uh, but what caught my eye about his team was um, as well as being the top point scorer Harry Kane, third sub um, <laughs> left on the bench didn't need him got, got, everyone else has got points I was going to say that you need some stones to to do that and leave Harry Kane on the bench but he he left stones on the bench as well so uh, he's obviously a, a good pick um so so eric toft is one to watch he's rising up the league um duncan has broken into the top 10 as well i I don't i thought i was close to duncan but somehow he's um he's raced into the top 10 with his 80 point haul this week um i mean could that would be terrible if duncan won the league how how are we going to stop that happening
2: well it won't be me i can tell you that for sure (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Ben. You need to do it. Do it for us, other Podders. We need to stop Duncan winning again. Yeah, I don't know. He's
1: he's been making all the right choices recently. It's been quite concerning.
2: You just need to mark his moves. We be cynical.
1: Well, we pretty much have the same team. Except that every week he'll play like Calvert Lewin when I don't play Calvert Lewin. Um, so he's and or like Craig Dawson will score a goal.
0: Craig Craig Dawson is Duncan's <laughs> secret weapon. He's been uh, he's been using him to good effect.
1: Yeah, like Craig Dawson has massively outscored Robertson, <laughs> so like on paper I feel like i have the better player, but it hasn't
2: been working out. Yeah, it's a hell of a pick he's made of Dawson uh, that has really come off uh, quite annoyingly. This this is very David
0: Moyes, isn't it? I mean, what are you, what are you making of the David Moyes Renaissance?
2: Like an elbow to the face. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> really really bruising for me uh never seems to benefit me but david Moyes' team has always seem to uh somehow get the points and somehow get the results uh solid
0: yeah you can't get more solid than david Moyes and craig dawson at the back so watch out for that um Right then, I don't know if there's much more. I mean I think the usual call to say if any listeners aren't in our league, then please do um, sign up the, the the episode notes has, a, has the league code um, and you're more than welcome. We have uh, we have well over a hundred in the league and it's it's hotting up uh, at the top. And yeah, I don't know Ben or Matt if you have any other observations or razor sharp bits of analysis you want to contribute this week.
1: No, other than probably don't leave Gundogan and Calvert Lewin on the bench is my main <laughs> takeaway from this game week.
0: Yeah, the rule yeah. of ben- everyone don't bench your premium assets, and unless you're Eric Toft, and then you, by all means just leave Harry Kane. You've got you've got the points covered. All your players are better than him, so um, yeah, you don't need him.
2: Yeah, There's a season of me uh, not rather, rather than giving tips, just learning hard lessons and. Uh, I think gambling on a nil-nil uh, is always uh, a bad choice um, because it probably won't happen and it's not exactly a great game to watch, even if it does. I
0: was, I was going to say that. What was your mentality watching it? Were you, were you, were you begging, were you hoping for nil-nil? I mean, when, uh, when Gundogan missed that penalty, were you like, yes, I was
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I... I, di- I didn't really want to watch it to be honest so i thought i'll just i'll just avoid this because there's bound to be a bore draw no need to watch this uh nothing nothing to see here um but yeah that that tactic didn't really work for me okay
0: anti-football from uh anti-fantasy football from matt um got it just desserts um okay then I, I think it leads us to just say goodbye for this week and to, to catch up with you all next week so um yeah matt any closing words for the listeners
2: yeah well i hope you've uh, enjoyed me enduring this uh <laughs> punishment of a of a game week for me
0: and ben from the what's the view like from the top of the table
1: no i just, i just want to credit Matt for continuing to pod in his his really <laughs> bad patch because if it was me i would you know it would make up an excuse oh i'm busy
2: <laughs> yeah pull the vocal cord i'm struggling yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think i will be i'd be kicking <laughs> a wall after this pod i've I've just about kept together this thus far.
0: <laughs> OK, well, make sure you don't listen to back to it then, Matt. Uh, well, I hope you all have a good week. Listeners, have a good week and we'll be in touch later. Uh, farewell, everyone.